Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. A formidable beast, the grizzly. As strong as an ox, fast as a horse, quick as a cat. No animal but man can challenge him. It's a new day, yes it is! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... To Wild and Crazy Guys! The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Hogan for the win. We're in We're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. Most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogan. I don't think that this is a a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. From The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Flus? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in to a rare Friday edition of Hogan Johns. We don't do many Friday shows. We like or to, live Friday shows. Well, definitely not live Friday shows, uh, which is why we want to make this one special and go live for you guys, since we are doing it on a Friday morning after the schedule release last night, early yesterday morning. The entire day's a buildup. Yeah. It's fun. I like Leaks. it. I like it. And I appreciate everybody who leaks it. It makes our lives easier. Uh, Otherwise, we'd be booking. scrambling at 7 o'clock to like figure out all the details. We have it by like noon. Thank you, Danny yeah, Parkins. Yeah. And, and I, know, I know fans appreciate the leaks because they also get the deals out there. I have Bears fans texting me all the time. Some good friends looking for deals to Atlanta, to Dallas. Because a lot of Bears fans travel. Bears yes. fans travel well. We know that. They did. And uh, the traveling is one of the many things we're going to talk about on this podcast today. Uh, Welcome in. We're going to break down the schedule. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Make sure you are hitting that subscribe button. If you're enjoying that we're live right now, hit the like button. Help us out. We appreciate that. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast later on, that's cool too. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review the pod. We appreciate when you do that. We'll take some of your... uh, Questions throughout the show too today as I see comments are already flying in. Um, but to be honest, Johns, I could spend this whole hour just breaking down the Los Angeles Chargers schedule video. <laughs> I don't know that our fans want that, but it's kind of what I want to do because that's one of the best social media videos I've ever seen. And I I don't even think that's like overreacting. That's no. how good it was. No, no. I, I was not aware. Oh, I, I knew they had this great video, but I, I did not watch it this morning. Literally like 10 minutes ago. And the Urban Meyer Jaguars part <laughs> nearly had me in tears. I am 100% serious about that. So if you've not seen... The, the video produced by the Chargers, which is the envy of all social media departments, you know, for teams, not just the NFL, but by other teams as well. You have to check it out. That jet. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so and I feel like the Chargers win this every year. Um, you know, our producer, Kent, used to work for the Cowboys and he was telling us like 
how big of a deal, and you can see some of it on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube, but he was telling us how big of a deal this is for the social media departments in the NFL, and like it's a big competition, and the Chargers just knocked this one completely out of the ballpark. I've watched this <laughs> the, the Urban Meyer the part, which like... <laughs> The, the subtlety of it is what's so good. You yeah. have to watch this. There's the Browns part redacted on advice of our lawyers, which is also hilarious with the whole Deshaun Watson thing going on. Um, the Broncos, you've, you may have missed it, but Mile High Stadium was on fire a few weeks ago. Because they let Russ cook. <laughs> so Yep, they let Russ cook. There's a very subtle 28-3 to reference for the Falcons part of the video. I've watched this at least five times, and I still don't feel like I've noticed all the jokes in it. That's what's so good. There's even a Bears connection because they play the, the Chargers play the Cardinals. There it is. There it is. The L Bean. They put yeah. the remember when they like tried to turn the Chicago bean into an L with a cardinal on top <laughs> and it it looked <laughs> like it looked a penis. Like, yeah, okay, you said it. Yeah, it's what it looked like. It looked like a penis, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just for the win. Not that the Bears video was bad with all you know, all the, the balls thrown in the bucket. The Falcons had the one with uh I don't know what you call that with the the, the, the domino effect. I like the creativity, but the Chargers won the schedule release Twitter video. <laughs> it was so good. I could seriously just break the whole thing down for an hour, but we're going to break down the Bears schedule instead. But shout out to the uh, Chargers. They just they deserve it. Yeah, I think um, you know, I think you know, you know, well done. It'd be well said. Exactly. It was well done. <laughs> it was well done. All right. You've already made your uh, season prediction. I did in the athletic. I saw that. I was I was surprised at how. Uh, what did you have? Six and eleven. Six and eleven. Okay. I went. Th- we went through this on our CHGO show uh, last night, and I ended up with eight and nine, and immediately hated it. I think I I think seven and ten is my actual meaningless May prediction. But maybe we should go in again. Let's see. Well, let's- seven and ten is like the new seven and nine. Like, yeah, you're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying the, to be nice. <laughs> yes. I, I think the question I, I have for you, I, I always have this thought when I'm going through the Bears schedule, is how many wins I could talk myself into for the Bears. Yes. So, and I think that's what ended up happening is we're going to kind of go through this, but there's like a handful of toss-up games, and I realized that we actually talked through it on our show last night. I pretty much gave the Bears W's in all of those toss-up games, which is not realistic. But I didn't really realize that until you kind of go through the whole thing. But anyway, um, I don't know that we have to go through this completely game by game, but we can. Uh, I think, well, we might as well do it quickly. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. The 49ers, week one, at home. Already a six and a half point underdog, the Chicago Bears are. Which is surprising since we don't know who's playing quarterback for the 49ers. And that's where I'm like, well, let's, you know, maybe check this once we get to September, actually. But right off the bat, I'm like, I could see a lot of logic in hammering the Bears at plus six and a half. Yes, but doesn't mean they're going to win. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm just saying you got to you got the element of surprise with your offense. You don't know who's playing quarterback for the 49ers. You know, I think the 49ers are a better team, but six and a half points with all the unknowns right now, I I would not blame anybody for already putting money on the Bears to cover that. Yeah, as the home team, I would take that bet right now. 
Actually, go take that bet right now. <laughs> and I'm picking the 49ers to win, though. Yeah. So am I. So let's throw the L's up there. Uh, thank oh, you. Oh, Ken. Ken's keeping track. Now I got I to gotta make the 6 and 11 come to fruition here. <laughs> well, I, I, and I'm going to do the opposite. I'm just going to do this like I didn't make a prediction yesterday. I want to see if it comes out at the same. Okay. Okay. So Packers, uh, week two. Love the September Packer game, by the way, up in Lambeau. You know, with with our luck, it'll be pouring rain, but at least it won't be freezing. Uh, and it's, a, of course, on Sunday Night Football, like it always is up there. So Bears, Packers. Sorry. Got to go. Got to yeah. go with the Packers. It's an L. Okay. Uh, or we, that, that, that upside down penis looking like bean. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's what we're going with. I mean, that thing is just legendary now that the that the Cardinals did that. So at least something good came out of it. Uh, all right. The Texans week three. Lovey Smith. Uh, I talked about this last night, Johns. This will be a game that gets zero attention nationally and deservedly so. Locally, there's some fun storylines here. You got Lovey Smith. You got his defense versus Matt Eberflus's defense. The influence there about how the head coaches know each other. You also have Davis Mills, who was part of that same quarterback class. He's the guy everyone forgets, who actually was pretty decent last year playing for the Texans against Justin Fields. So, you know, I think even though this isn't the sexiest game in the world, it's kind of a fun one in week three, at least here in Chicago. I don't think Lovey was good in his revenge games against Mark Trestman, was he? Um. Yeah, I'm like I feel like I just blacked that whole era. That is out of another my brain. era of Bears history. But I I believe that Mark Tressman beat Lovey Smith. So I think Matt Eberflus could do the same. I think you're right. I mean, go those, ahead, keep those, talking. I'll look it up. What's that? Twenty. Those Bucks teams were not very good. They weren't good at all. Remember, he sat out a year and then came back. So I think he was there Correct. in fourteen and fifteen. 20, so they would 20, only 20, met 40. in fourteen if it was against Tressman. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Lovey, how you doing? Hey, Lovey. Hey, Lovey. Hey, Lovey. How's everybody doing? We're going to have to bring the conference calls back just for that. For week three against Lovey Smith. So, Uh, anyway, Mark Trestman's Bears did beat Lovey's Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21 13 in 2014. That was the last win of the season before Mark Trestman got fired. Hmm. Fun facts. That was his last win, you're saying? Last win. Then there was a bunch of losses. Yeah, and things went very poorly. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Bears a W here, though. Same. Okay. Week four in New York. Um, the the two trips to New York. One of the interesting things, one of the very few interesting things about this Bears schedule, I got to say, it's kind of a boring schedule this year. Can I say that? There's no London game. There's no Vegas game. There's no Hollywood trip. You get to go to New York twice if you're into that. I I love New York. I'm actually going to New York next weekend. I'm taking James to the White Sox-Yankees game. So you are into that. Um, we if, if you look at this game, you, you have what? The, the GM search storyline? Yeah, Brian Dayball, Joe Shane. Coach search storyline. I'm taking the better quarterback. Win for the Bears, Justin Fields. Okay. Did you think I was going to say Daniel Jones? (laughs) I don't know. No, no, I did not think you were going to say Daniel Jones. Otherwise, I think everybody would have kicked you off this podcast. Um, Fair. Yeah. I'm going to go W as well. 
And part of it's also the recent history between these two teams. Like, the Bears have played the Giants well, even when they haven't been that great. So, um, and I have m- more faith, actually, in the other New York team right now than I do the Giants. So, uh, all right, Will, we're in agreement. Two and two so far. I I still and, don't think this next game's real, Johns. Uh, one one quick point here. If, sure. if you're two and two with a quarter point, or whatever you want to call it with the 17-game season... Two and two, you're happy with it if you're Matt Eberflus and company. Yeah. All right. An October game, an early October game in Minnesota. Another benefit of this schedule. What is going on? It's not the end of the year New Year's Eve game where it's minus five. You and I have both been covering this team for over a decade. We have never covered a game in Minnesota at least a Bears game. I've been up there for Northwestern games. We have never covered a Bears game in Minnesota in September, October, or November. Really? Yes. I think I've been up there for one relatively mild game, but that may have been in I December. It was still December. <laughs> but mild. I mean, unless I'm totally forgetting something, I'm pretty sure that uh, that has not happened, which is just crazy. Um, anyway, this is a noon game. Bears, Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings. Same. Yeah. A weird part about this is a lot. Another same storylines, GM, head coach changes, connections with the Bears. And they, yet, as I look at that matchup right now, Johns, I'm like, it seems like it's going to be a normal Bears Vikings game. Like Kirk, Kirk Cousins still out there. The Vikings actually seem to be doing a lot of the same stuff, even with their new regime. Well, they're running it back with Kirk. Yeah. Your guy. My guy. This is a stretch, by the way, of four out of five games on the road that the Bears have. Not easy. Not easy. Uh, the one home game is a Thursday night game, so a quick turnaround, too, from Minnesota. The Washington Commanders come to town on Amazon Prime. I don't know. if uh, What would you say about this one last night? So I gave this one a W, and then... My co-host on that show, Nicholas Moriano, brought up a really good point about how good Washington's front seven is, specifically the front four. Now, the Bears will have had five games at this point to figure out what the hell is going on in their offensive line, but that is a matchup that I still worry about the more and more I think about it. So, Well, what you could have is a situation at right guard where Sam Mustafer starts the first three or four games of the season. And now at this point, he's no. replaced by Zach Thomas or somebody <laughs> currently not on the roster. <sighs> I'm going to go loss. Yeah. I think this is the one one of the games. I'm I gonna think f- it's going to be like an ugly game. Yeah. Plus that stretch of being on the road and it's a short week. But if I but if I have to rank games where you could talk yourself into wins, yeah, this is one thing I've learned about the Bears. This is a game in a different year, maybe with a more seasoned quarterback, maybe with less uncertainty at, su- at certain positions. Like I would talk myself into picking the Bears into this one. Yeah, can, I'm not doing that this year. Can give me give me the W on that one. So I'm gonna stick. Because, as a couple of our commenters have pointed out here, the Bears still have a quarterback advantage, I think, in this game. 
It's fair. Although it is possible Carson Wentz can be very streaky. He could be going through a good stretch at this point. But I'm going to take Justin Fields. I just This also feels like one of the candidates where if Justin Fields suffers an injury this season, it could be in that game. Okay. Uh, obviously, we hope that does not happen. Now, this is a mini-buy. The Bears' actual bye week does not come to week 14, but this is kind of a mini-buy where they're going to have some time off between the Thursday game they play and then their next game's not until a Monday nighter. So they get some time get some time off there to regroup, and they're probably going to need it because two straight road games follow in this tough stretch. They go to New England. It's Mac Jones versus Justin Fields. Will DeWitt brought up last night the Bears have never won a game. Uh, never won a road game against the Patriots, with the only exception being the Super Bowl, which was in New Orleans. But they were technically the road team for that game. That's crazy. I'm we picking. All re- well, we all remember the Lamar Houston game. Well, right. I mean, the 50 burger that went up. Yeah. <laughs> Ugly game. Got to celebrate that sack, though. Busted at ACL. Um, lost. Yeah, I'm going with the Patriots in this one. Sorry. I, that's a, I just can't talk myself into that. So uh, they go on the road now to Dallas. Tough offense. Matt Eberflus returns to Dallas. The Cowboys. What are you thinking in this game? I, I want to give the Bears an upset at some point on this schedule. Ooh, I mean, it's good. Well, yes, it's going to happen. happen. Like this, they're, they're going to lose some game they shouldn't lose, and they're going to win at least one game that they sh- it, probably it, should get exactly. blown out in. So my debate, truthfully, is either this Cowboys game on the road or the Packers later at home. Rivalry. All right. Well, my advice to you is to go with the Cowboys. Then. Okay, it's fine. So or, I'll or go to, with it. to go with this being the Bears' upset against the Cowboys. Okay, then let's give the the Bears the road win here over Dak Prescott. All those guys in Dallas, give them the wow. W. All right. Sorry, gonna, Kent. Yeah, I, I kind of want to hear Kent pick this game too from the other side since he's the Cowboy guy. I'm going to go with uh with a Bears loss though. So. All right. This is the game I think I'm going to flip on from when I originally picked this. But November 6th, the Miami Dolphins come to town. And I originally gave this as a W, which it felt hard to do with my guy Mike McDaniel now running the Dolphins down there. And I think it was just like kind of the lack of confidence I have in Tua Tungo-Vailoa. But then the more I thought about it, like, I think you've really got to put some emphasis on what the Dolphins did in the second half of last season. They were supposed to be better. And now they've added Tyreek Hill to that offense. I know there was that whole video of Tua underthrowing him in practice. Which... <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was going to mention that. Uh, a video that was that they were trying to, to celebrate. But, and they had it to edit out the, the underthrow. Um, yeah. It's not Patrick Mahomes anymore there. Cheetah... Um, Again, maybe one you could talk yourself into. I really don't know how good they're going to be. This is a hard one to pick right now in May. I'm going to go loss right now. Yeah, I had this as a W yesterday, and I'm flipping it to a loss. I think, yeah. And uh, 
Ken, I had the Cowboys game as a loss, not a W. So I guess I have him on a three-game losing streak at this point. That's a tough – that's got to be the toughest part of the schedule, right? Right in there. Yeah. With all those road games and you got – Different types of opponents. You're going to start to get beat up at this point in the season, too, because your bye week's not till later. You're into November at this point. That's tough. So, But it's always good when the Lions show up on the schedule. True. November 13th, the fighting kneecaps come to Soldier Field, and I'm picking the Bears to win. Same. How many games at this point do you think the Bears are favored in? Texans? Texans, and maybe this Lions game. Yeah, I feel like I'm Maybe Washington. Depending on what happens in the first three weeks, maybe against the Giants in New York. Maybe against Washington. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick those games right now. At this point in the schedule, I would say maybe definitely two. Texans and Lions. All right. November 20th. Spider-Man gif. The Atlanta Bears versus the Chicago Bears. Who you got? They got Nick Mm. Kwiatkowski now. No, don't care. Yeah, I don't care, Mitch. Um, I'm going to say win. Ooh. Okay. I honestly cannot remember if I made this a win last night. <laughs> I think I did. I think I did because here's a big question I have in this game. Who's playing quarterback for the Falcons by late November? That's exactly what I was thinking. Is it, is it Marcus Mariota? Is it Desmond Ritter? Desmond Ritter. And do you like Desmond Ritter? Did the NFL really like Desmond Ritter? I feel like Desmond Ritter is having a lot of problems in the NFL as a rookie. Well, especially yeah, as a rookie. And Marcus Mariota has been Ryan Tannehill. So could be favorable for the Bears at this point. I'm taking the Bears, too. I think at this point you're hoping to see some significant progress from Justin Fields. Yeah. I just want to add this to the part of the conversation. Um, even with losses, uh, you want to see higher completion percentages. You want to see passes completed over 20-plus yards. You want to see scrambling but completing passes down the field while scrambling. You see the RPO game working. I- I'm interested to see at this point, early November, mid-November, how efficient – the offense, the offenses with with Justin Fields, and I, I think it'll be better at this point because I think they got some favorable matchups defensively. We both have them at five and six at this point in the schedule. So based on what I read in the Athletic, theAthletic.com/slash Hogan Johns, this is going to be a miserable ending to the season. Yep. Are you ready? So, so buckle up, <laughs> Bears fans. Uh, November 27th, this will be Thanksgiving weekend. We are thankful there is not a Bears game on Thanksgiving. Instead, it's another trip to New York. The New York Jets. I kind of like what the Jets are doing. I'm still a believer in Zach Wilson. They've got, they've given him some more talent around them. Um, I'm picking the Jets to win this game. I'm giving the Bears the L. Yeah. So we're in agreement there. Yeah. 
Well, I, uh, I just don't think they can win both games in New York. It sounds yeah. simple enough. So we have them split in those two. It could be it could be hard to win on the road, regardless of how good you are as a team. Yeah. All right. December fourth, Packers come to Soldier Field. You were talking about this potentially being an upset. You then you went with the Cowboy game instead. Well, I, I I'd like to hear even if you end up picking the Packers here, I'd like to hear your logic though on on why this could go the Bears' way. Rivalry, the hits philosophy coming to fruition. Maybe an injury to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, don't forget they don't have, they have questions at receiver too. There's some serious questions about the legitimacy of their contendership. I mean that they may be the best team, the best team in the NFC North, but where they fit amongst the the better teams in the NFC, especially the the rest of the NFL, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but still, they still got Aaron Rodgers. He does things that you, Aaron Rodgers. He's he's still pretty darn good. Maybe Christian Watson emerges as a threat by now. You want to talk yourself into feel-good wins. And a win over the Packers would be a feel-good win. Like I, I just think if, if John Fox could beat the Packers on Brett Favre's homecoming night, maybe at, maybe Matt Eberflus has an upset in him against the Packers at Soldier Field. Uh, probably but, not. Yeah. That's why I went with the Cowboys. Um, so another loss for the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers. It is interesting, though, Johns, all this talk about, um, you know, bringing back the good old days, the Lovey Smith days, all that stuff. We have not heard any thing from Matt Eberflus on how they're going to beat Green Bay. Remember, Lovey Smith came in and made that like the top goal. We're going to beat the Packers. And for a while there, it worked. In fact, the only stretch really in the last 30 years that the Bears have had any success against the Packers were, was when Lovey Smith came in here. I think they won seven out of ten. They had a stretch of ten games against the Packers where they won seven of them. And then that started to fall off, and then he got fired. Um, so I I, I just kind of realized that. Matt Eberflus hasn't said much about that. And I, that's got to be an emphasis, so we'll see. But I'm going to go with the Packers. Go Bears. Yeah. That, that strikes me as a game where it, like it goes – pretty well for the Bears for like two and a half quarters. And then Aaron Rodgers happens. And then there's like a bad turnover or, you know, an extra possession somehow <laughs> belongs to the Packers and there's a 14-point swing. We've covered so many of those. Yeah. You know how it goes. All right. Bye week. Finally, in December. Um, how are you going to spend your December bye week? Maybe you go somewhere warm. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> Might, might as well at that point. Uh, all right, then they'll return home three of the last four games at home in Chicago. So, uh, actually, I should have said four out of five. Wow, congrats. Uh, that sucks for season ticket holders. It's cold. Four of your home games are in December or later. Yeah. Ugh. That's brutal. And they might not be that good at that point. Oof. All right. Well, the Eagles come to town. <laughs> are the Eagles good? I don't think the Eagles are bad. Like, it, they kind of impressed me last year what they were able to do 
in that first season under Nick Sirianni, you know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. I like him. I don't love him. This is this is a game that could go either way. I think the Eagles at this point in December will have more to play for just because of their division. Now, the Bears division isn't really good, but I feel like the NFC East is always up for grabs. Always. Especially if the Cowboys aren't very good. They let it slip away again. So I think the Eagles have more to play for, and that shows a loss for the Bears coming off their bye week. Yeah. I think, uh, wait, so you're picking the Bears to lose? I'm picking the Bears to lose. I think this might be another one I flip on because I still have to like pick the game that they win unexpectedly. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think just yet. so much of this is we don't know what. There's so many questions about the Bears, and there's, there's less a lot of question. questions about the Eagles. Yeah, more certainty though in some positions. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bears in this one. Just sort of a hunch because I think I'm gonna change one of my other ones later that. Into an L that I had as okay. a win before, but uh, yeah, we'll take the we'll take the Bears to beat the Eagles. Then Christmas Eve, the Bills come to town. Josh Allen is one of the games I'm looking, actually looking forward to, but not necessarily because I think it's going to go well for the Bears. But uh, like a cold December game between the Bears and Bills sounds right. How would you like just to cover a high scoring affair? <laughs> the Bills have a, a great defense, I know that, but. Justin Fields has this breakout game against a really, really good quarterback who is in the MVP discussion at this point. That's what I would want. I, I want to see. It's like having realistic expectations. Yeah. Like at this point, right before Christmas, you would hope Justin Fields feels good about himself. The Bears feel good about what he's doing. The offense again has more efficiency, more explosiveness. This is a great game where Justin Fields can make a statement. I'm not saying the Bears win again. Holes in that defense, young players in that defense. But you want to see tangible progress from Justin Fields at this point, especially playing against another marquee quarterback. Another loss for the Bears, but that's what you're looking for. More progress from number one. Yeah, and I think at this point in the season, that's you better be seeing that regardless. And I'm trying to look here. The Bears have one, two, three, four, five, six wins at this point. Like technically, they'd still be in the hunt going into this game against the Bills. Technically, they'd That's be on exactly those graphics. Exactly what they want you to think. They would be in the hunt. <laughs> those graphics. Yeah. So I, I, I question the mule here. No, I don't always hate the Bears' chances. That that is not true, whatsoever. Um, if anything, yeah, we we give them the benefit of the doubt too much, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably guilty of that. Again, I'm I'm trying not to talk myself into Bears wins, knowing they don't have a starting right guard, knowing they could be starting two rookies in the secondary as good as they are, knowing they have <laughs> they help off the edges. You know, I'm not expecting a, another great year from Robert Quinn, at least not to that sack total. Knowing that they they're relying on the 71st overall pick to be a significant contributor offensively, it's there's a lot of questions. Yeah. So I'm not talking myself into unnecessary wins at this point. Realistic expectations. I think a competitive game on Christmas Eve, though, against the Bills with some points scored. A fun one. Yeah. Would be you good. want to see a- Fields perform well against Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, that being said, give me the penis shape, Bean, and the L. 
for the Bears. All right, New Year's Day in Detroit. How do you think about <laughs> Couldn't escape a holiday in Detroit, huh? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, it's almost like the Rose Bowl. Just one step below being in Pasadena on New Year's Day. Ford Field. Yeah. Bears Lions, what do you think on this one? Lions win. Ooh. Lions win. So this is You have the Bears at this point on a five-game losing streak, I just I do. I do. And I'm, like, trying to see... I'm trying to, like, picture some some progress here. And I also think the Lions, which I've already saw on social media last night, trendy pick to make the playoffs. Come on. You're going to fall into that trap again? I'm not. I'm just saying the Lions could... (laughs) I'm not accusing you of this. I'm accusing the people I saw on social media already doing this. It was, like... Two years ago, it was just two years ago that the Lions were a trendy playoff pick. And then by week four, I think their head coach was fired. Yes. Okay. Come on. I, I just think at this point in the season, you could have two, five, or, or six win teams, you know, competing for their sixth or seventh win. Yeah. Maybe it's a field goal at the end that does it. You know, I don't know, 28-27. Lions. So this is this is the one I was gonna flip back to the to a loss, but I think I'm gonna stick with it. I think I'm gonna stick with the Bears W. Okay, Bears W. They win, feeling some progress here to finish the season. In the hunt, maybe, probably not. January eighth, a game against the Vikings to end the year, but this one's in Chicago. Unlike the usual January trip to Minnesota, are you giving them a W here? I you am. must be. I okay. Am. Classic Vikings, competitive to the end of December, and they fall out and don't make the playoffs again. Yeah, that sounds about right. Just a dud to end the year. Yep. Um. All right. I guess I'm. I'm gonna stick with the W two. Keeping with that theme of progress from Justin Fields, the offense kind of coming together. I think in the end, I still had eight and nine, right? Can I count? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And you're still at your six and 11? 11. Hmm. I was a math major. I wasn't actually, but. So in your situation of six and 11, with a five-game losing streak right before beating the Vikings. Like, I don't know how good people are feeling about everything. Well, I guess it, it depends on what happens in those losses, right? Yeah. If you lose to the Packers in a last-second field goal, and Justin Fields throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns, do you feel good about that? Do you start to root for the you, – you see the progress from Justin Fields, but now, you oh, I could get a top-ten pick here. Yeah. You see the the fireworks between Justin Fields and Josh Allen. You feel good about that. But you know what? Oh, we still got holes in our secondary. These young guys need the experiences. We may need another pass rusher. 
Can you feel good about that? You can feel good about what Justin Fields does, feel bad about the loss, but then be optimistic again about getting a top 10 pick. I guess I what hate I'm for draft picks, but let, I'm just trying to be serious about where the Bears are personnel wise. No, I got you. I just, I just feel like maybe I'm overrating the defense, but I feel like if Justin Fields takes that step where you're feeling good about it, the defense is going to keep you in enough games that they're going to screw around and win a couple of those. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, you know, this isn't this isn't a situation where you have a good young quarterback, but the defense can't stop anybody. Now, can I vent about making season predictions in May? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, you could yes. discredit this entire podcast. Oh, uh, no, ahead. it's all right. No, no, but, but there's there's certain things. Like, if you want an optimistic take, if Justin Fields takes the steps needed, then I would add a couple more wins to the Bears total. I think that's it, where I'm at, at 8-9. Yes. If, if Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker have... Rookie transitions that aren't choppy, that aren't bumpy, or at some point all those bumps smooth out and they start making plays like the Bears think they can and other people around the league think they can, then yes, I could st- I could see a win produced by the defense, 100%, but they're still rookies. Yeah, That opinion of mine could change by November when Kyler Gordon's maybe in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. Optimistic take. But again, that's what you expect out of a guy drafted 39th overall. That's how I just view top 50 picks. You want starters in day one, so he's going to have the opportunities. Now, in the scenario I just painted, where they win three out of their last four games, finish 8-9, and nine, have a boatload of cap space and a, and a first-round pick again, that's actually going to go the opposite way, in which people are probably going to be overrating the Bears going into 2023. Because they're going to all of a sudden be the trendy team to take off. Oh, look at the Bears. They finished strong. They got all this cap space. See, I think that depends greatly on what you see from Justin Fields this year. I I think the guy, just by playing his second year, is going to improve. We talked about this last podcast with Nate Tice, just being the guy from the start. Is it going to be significant? So, uh, let me... I feel like I'm on an island here. Because it's not just you I've had these conversations with. But do you think the secondary is going to be better? Yes, but it's got to be relative to like almost who they're playing and stuff like that. You know, like I I think they eventually can be better, but I wouldn't expect them. Dude, to they were be, awful last year. I know, and they still finished awful. with the top top ten defense. I get that's that. what I'm saying. The that. second I, to me, the secondary is definitely better. Do you think the defense overall but, is going to take the ball think, away more? But do you think Brisker and Gordon are going to have their shared rookie mistakes where they look like rookies? Sure, but. Eddie Jackson's doing that as a seventh-year pro at this point. You know what I mean? Like They they were already doing that before. Um, Yes, there's going to be those moments. As a unit, do they take the ball away more? Ooh, I don't know yet. I just think they will be. I I, I just want to see what the pass rush can produce. Well, sure, but I'm not saying all of a sudden they're going to be like the 2018 Bears and have 38 takeaways or whatever, but I do think that this style of defense and what they're emphasizing leads to more takeaways. That's fine, but you still need the players to do it. And I don't know if the pass rush is going to be there to produce it. Yeah, see, I think I, I don't. This is where things get tricky because I don't disagree with you. I have major questions about the line up front. I think we're overrating what they had before, at least last year. Which is fair. 
because actually, I think I've said fair a few times this podcast because I, I we, I've questioned Khalil Mack more than anybody else. I think. Yeah, and he only played six games last year and wasn't himself when he was playing. So, like, yes, they traded away Khalil Mack on paper. That sounds like the Bears' defense is immediately worse. They didn't have Khalil Mack last year. They didn't really have Khalil Mack, the Khalil Mack, the last two years. <laughs> That's the point I wanted to make too. So now. When Akeem Hicks was healthy, like I, I don't. This is where I say it gets tricky because I don't know that they've replaced these guys. I guess I'm just saying I don't know that it's going to be worse up front. And if the secondary is better and they're taking the ball away a little bit more, and the quarterback plays better, to me it all adds up to a team that's at least at six wins, which is where they were last year. And maybe they steal a game or two because the quarterback's better. That's all I'm coming from. Okay, no, I, I, yeah. I agree with that point. It's what you want to see. It's hard to measure progress when the wins and losses aren't there because you want to see Fields' progress turn into that fourth quarter, 90 seconds on the clock, moves the ball down the field for a field goal or touchdown. You want to see that type of progress. You want to see situational progress, right? And the half, those type of situations. You want to see him produce points. They need to score more points. And until I see what they really are in training camp and what they can do in the preseason, early in the season, I'm not sure how many points the Bears can actually score. This is this being said that I do think Justin Fields is going to make some realistic, concrete growth this season. Statistically, I test all that stuff. Yeah, that's the, and that's the most important thing that better happen. Um, by the way, Khalil Mack did have six sacks, not eight sacks, as the commenter said. Six sacks in the seven games he played in, but one of those games he barely played in because he got hurt. You take a sack a game, sure, but I don't know that... He's still, he's still a player that opposing offenses significantly account for. And I think he's going to be fine for the Chargers. Like, I think that was a trade that made sense for both teams. We were on record of saying that at the time. But um. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Roan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Roan's commuter collection features wrinkle release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash adam and use promo code adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash adam and use code adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. All right, real quick, I did have a couple other things. What is your favorite game 
favorite game on the schedule? Just like personally. See, I like favorite, and you mentioned this before, like we're not up in Minnesota in the cold. Yeah. We're not, like we're not up and in Green Bay in the cold. Like that. That, that, no, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Because we've done that so many times. Like coming out to your car in the Green Bay parking lot where you get frost all over it and you got to wait for your car to defrost. We don't have yeah. to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Wisconsin's pretty – I've lived there. It's nice in the fall. I was going to say, like, so what is your – That's it. Another, uh, the, pa- the Packer game at Lambeau. The, well, the Packers and the, and the Vikings game, you know? Okay, that yeah. That, yeah. The game you're most looking forward to. Yeah. Um. Well, that's just a, a selfish thing because, you know, I, I've gone to those places so many times in the dead of winter. Yeah. Uh, I No, I, I'm going to go with you, too. I think – I think uh, – Well, you don't have again. You don't have a game in like Las Vegas this year. I just really like going to Lambeau. So the fact that it's going to be probably a nice evening, ideally, yeah. Give me the Lambeau game. Is it my the game I'm most looking forward to? Okay. What's the best game on the schedule? Like maybe That's the best killer. matchup. I'm gonna go to the Bills game. Okay. Only because I think Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks playing right now. And at that point in the season, you hope there is a lot of signs of growth from Justin Fields where they could put on a show. Some type of show where he answers the boxing match that exists between quarterbacks. Even though they say don't, they're not playing against each other in the field, we all know there's some type of rivalries that exist between quarterbacks. It would be nice to see Justin Fields step up an occasion like that, even in a noon game against one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Um, I'm going to, I mean, I think the obvious answer is August 13th, Matt Nagy's return to soldier field, the Kansas city chiefs <laughs> preseason. Nagy revenge. Again. It's like an under that like went overlooked yesterday completely. They sneaked the preseason schedule in there and it's, uh, you know, Matt Nagy's first football game back at soldier field. You think you'll be in the booth or on the sideline to hear it from the fans? Might want to put them in the booth. Although those coaches have to be on the concourse to get into that coaching booth. It's a it's a brief, yeah, but it, the way the way they you step off the elevator, around, you yeah, gotta get. It's true, but they they're moving, they're moving. You might get a couple jeers. I mean, it's either he hears it momentarily as he's leaving the elevator and walking down a stairwell, or he hears it. Incessantly, <laughs> while he's on the sideline, there was a funny, funny moment last year because I was doing those pregame hits for WBBM. So I'm over. Uh, I think I was leaving the booth to go back downstairs, and this man stops me, and he goes, "Sir, do you know how I get to the coach's booth?" It's Anthony Lynn. Really, <laughs> former former head coach of the Chargers, who was uh, on the Lions coaching staff. I don't think he finished this the year with them, though. Did he? Yeah, but it was they were playing the Lions, and it was Anthony Lynn, and he had no idea where he was going, and he was all by himself. Well, the the setup of Soldier Field is different than other stadiums because the coaches aren't exactly in the press box like they are. Again, other stadiums. Yeah, they're opposite the press box. So. Yeah, it's very confusing. I'm going to actually go with the season opener. 
against the 49ers. I think it's a game that the Bears can win. You're going to have the element of surprise. You get the excitement of it being Matt Eberflus's first game. What's it going to what's Luke Getzey's offense going to look like? How is Justin Fields going to look? The weather's going to be nice. Robbie Gold's coming to town. Is it Trey Lance? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? We've seen these teams go against each other. The Bears almost beat the 49ers last year. They were in that game, uh, in the game that was coached by Chris Tabor. I think what just in terms of like the best game, storylines, all that, it's the season opener. I'm going with that one. Okay. So <laughs> to recap that conversation... Best game week one, favorite game week two. <laughs> Get those out of the way. A lot of Lots games of weeks after that. <laughs> All right, what's the best road trip? And I guess we'll have to take Green Bay out of it because they, you know, that's an option every year. I, I mean, I think that that's like kind of the go-to game this year because it's the time of year that the game is. But besides that, What's the what's the best road trip well, for Bears fans? I don't know how Bears fans are out there, but I, I rate best stadium. It's going to be in Arlington, Texas. But in terms of like convenience, like where you want to stay, what you want to do beyond the game, maybe Atlanta. Yeah, maybe Atlanta. It's not New York. You got to go to New Jersey. You could stay in Manhattan, but getting out there, it's a trip. I took the train last time, and I actually it was actually not that bad. Yeah, I, I stayed I stayed in Manhattan, and I took the the train over, and it there is you have to connect once, but it takes you right to the stadium. A lot of Giants and Jets fans do that. Yeah, takes you right there. Um, again, the Dallas Cowboys don't play in Dallas. It's pretty far outside Dallas, if I'm correct. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm not that excited about Dallas, to be honest with you, and. I mean, the stadium is immaculate. It's huge, hundred thousand seats. The press box food is glorious. But if you want more than just the game, I know you're going there for the game. I don't know if that's the spot for you. So I would go to Atlanta in terms of convenience, location, things you could do in the city. Can I give you a different one that's kind of sneaky good, but again comes with that same hassle of actually getting to the game? But New England. October in Boston. I yeah. love Boston. Yeah, but again, a matter of convenience. I know. You can't Pretty stay. In, you can't stay in Boston and make that game. I mean, well, you can. You can. So I've done 19- it. Yeah, yeah. But you just gotta prepare. Someone's gotta drive. There's really no other way to get there. They do have charters that run back and forth from downtown Boston there, but again, matter of convenience. Of all the stadiums I've been to, that's the worst one to actually get into the parking lots. Oh, it's Do you remember that? There's like one out. road. Yeah. It's yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I think they should just pick up one of these games and move it to London. <laughs> Munich. Munich. The Bears are gonna end up being the team that has to play at Barcelona though or something. Or Madrid. I'm in. Weren't the Dolphins the other team that got Spain? Why isn't that game in Spain? Because the Bears don't want to give up a home game, probably. Probably. Have to wait four years for that. Yeah. All right. Well, the Bears did get a Sunday night game. They got a Monday night game. They got a Thursday night game. They're all in the first seven weeks of the season. And then it's all noon the rest of the way. (laughs) 
Did the last can the last one be flexed? Do they even flex the last one? I don't know. No, they do if there's something to play for, but I don't think the Bears yeah. and Vikings are gonna play. It's for not that. gonna it's not gonna do it. You could have like a what if the Jets and Bears are both surprising and Zach Wilson and Justin Fields are I don't know what other I don't know what the Sunday night game is off the top of my head on November twenty seventh, but if those teams are surprising as two big markets, like that could be a candidate. Yeah. It's a quarterback league. Yeah. So let's start out there. All right. We are out of here. Uh hope everybody enjoys the weekend. It's a nice day. We've done a lot of complaining about the weather. You know where I'm gonna be in a couple hours. Outside? Floating on some body of water. Oh, good for you. You you better believe it. Got more baseball to coach tonight. Yeah. Well, we'll be back on the baseball field tomorrow. Today, there's going to be water and a beverage. And hopefully some good food. What's your choice? Whatever's in the fridge that I don't know right now. (laughs) I have to stop at the store. You know, some type of uh, light, uh, you know, like a Corona. Okay. In this heat. I have in my fridge currently Modelo's. Yes. The new perfect. summer shandy lemonades. I don't like those. Uh, one or two, you're okay. It's not bad. Wait, for, wait, wait. Bad. The summer shandy lemonades or the 312 lemonade thing? The 312 oh, came 312 the... lemonade. Sorry. No, no, That's no. what you're thinking? No, no, I got the summer shandy ones. No, wait. No, I got the 312 ones. Sorry. So yes. the 312 shandy thing. 312, yes. I don't yes. like that. Yeah. No, I like it. I do. Okay. Knock on wood if you're with me. No, nobody's with you, John. Anyway, uh, who cares? That's the one I meant to push. <laughs> Bobo. I should probably remove the John Gurdon traps from the soundboard. Off season, you get time for that. Yeah. All right, everybody, enjoy the weekend. Uh, appreciate everybody watching. We'll be back next week with another episode. OTAs Tuesday at House Hall. Well, really, three days next week, but we get to be there Tuesday. So follow us on Twitter. What's up, John Kelly? I am not horrible at golf. <laughs> Adam John, you look <laughs> like you'd be horrible at golf. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm wearing a golf polo. I think. <laughs> I would love to be on a golf course today, too. Yes. Yeah. That's hilarious. I don't even know what that means, but (laughs) for some reason, that comment made me laugh. Thanks. It's awesome. No, John's, you can play. We got to get on a golf course. We should have a Hogan John's golf outing is what we should do. Best idea today. It's a great idea. The execution of that sounds like I have no time to pull that off. Yeah, yeah. Kent played the music like an hour ago now, but the funny thing is there's no other media. Maybe Dan Weeder could play with us. Oh, yeah. Kevin Fishbane's a no. Pat Finley is a huge no. Pat, Pat's the guy that extends the round by at least oh. 30 minutes alone <laughs> just because he's... Uh, where, where's our friend Patrick Finley? Somewhere in the tall grass looking for his ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, we played at the most wide-open bourbon A course you could find. The guy lost, like, ten balls. Yeah. And All rented right. clubs. That's <laughs> true. Follow us on Twitter. Please rate and review the pod. Hit that subscribe button, the like button. 
We thank you very much. We'll talk to you. See ya. Anyway, uh, who cares?